Put down your baby and pick up a beer. Dad Jokes is back with a brand new episode. I'm Jerry, joined here by Inspector Banks, who is on the episode with me. And today we're going to talk about some things to do with our childhood and how that affects us as parents. But Brandon, before we get into that, um, why don't you hit with this dad joke? Inspector Banks. Inspector You've been Banks. going with that all day, haven't you? <laughs> yes. And for those of you who don't know, Brandon tends to have facial hair, but he's trimmed the mustache up just a little bit uh, more I trimmed, than I took the whole beard off. And he kind of looks like the inspector from Pink Panther. So if you've never looked up... It's a little aggressive. <laughs> inspector Caruso, I think, is his name. If you want to look it up at home, that's, that's Brandon's look right now. You said I have a pencil mustache, Jerry? I'm saying you have a pencil mustache right now. That's exactly yeah, what thanks. you have. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Jerry, are you ready for these jokes? I'm ready for these jokes. Well, speaking of inspectors, my uh, joke is about a, an agent, a secret agent. Oh, okay. Why Why doesn't James Bond fart in bed? Uh, I want to say something about 007, but I don't know. Because it would blow his cover. <laughs> nice. I yeah. like it. All right, that's okay. To double oh seven. He's intimidated. He's intimidated by that joke. <laughs> you know, speaking of, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but you talk about um, James Bond, and I instantly think of N sixty four Goldeneye. You know, it's oh. just a great game. That's a top three greatest game ever created. Right, exactly. For any of you guys, and at it home probably there. ain't three, and it probably ain't two. <laughs> From just yeah, a nostalgia, childhood is. sleepovers. For anyone that's around our age, it's a video game nerd or anything like that. I I, I think you'd probably agree with this. Golden. You don't even have to be a nerd. That's true. I, yeah. You just have to have like two other friends, three other friends. It was great. That was a great game. There's a lot of good games, but Golden Eyes got to be like you said, top three for a lot of people. At least top five, right. but it's great. The ultimate like sleep. No, it's not the game where you're like, it's it's the. I think about that game and I think about like. 70 different sleepovers I had between like oh, the yeah. age of, I don't know, 8 and 14. I'm probably off on my years. <laughs> it was like but. Halo before Halo came out. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. So I yeah. like that. But Brandon, before we get into today's episode, what's been going on at the Banks household? So uh, my parents are out of town um, and they're, they're gone for about two and a half weeks. So... Um, Bryce has basically had time split, split between myself and uh, his mom, and so we're getting a, a lot of lot more daytime Bryce um, than we normally do. Uh, and then my mother-in-law, Kelsey's mom, is in town uh, for the next few days, and she's also helping us out uh, some next week as well. Um, so he's getting some some key key action. Um, but he, we, we are, we're able to experience Bryce a little bit more during the week than we, than we have been. Um, so that's been, that's been fun. As a part of that, you guys may remember that a few weeks ago, um, basically when Bryce turned nine months, we had to go ahead to get an allergy panel done, done for him, and we took him in. They did a, they had a couple of different tests that the doctor wanted, and then the allergy draw, and the, the lovely people at the diagnostic center. Um, it, it was an extremely traumatic experience for Bryce, his mom, and I might admit that I didn't like it as well. <laughs> uh, and you think that you're done, you think you're all good, and then you get a dad gets a call that says, "Hey, we didn't get enough blood." 
And so you kind of, uh, I might have had some choice words to say under my breath. And then we had to go back out. Uh, this is about a month later because we contemplated not doing it because it was just, it was that, it, it, it wasn't great. Um, so we, we take them back in to get the blood drawn again for the allergy panel because they didn't get enough. And we, we run into a, a similar issue oh, no. like, after they get done with the first arm. And I, I, I looked at the person doing it and I said, hey, um, is, is that enough? Because we're not doing this again. And they brought in a, a, someone to get a second opinion. <laughs> oh, no. They basically were going to let us, they were going to let us walk if I, if I hadn't said anything. Oh, and they no. didn't have enough. And so they, they got his other arm. They got two full vials. So he had to, he had to go through it twice that time because he but we weren't going back so luckily they did what they had to do it was uh make sure for those out there learn from our horror and just make sure that you ask that they triple quadruple check that they have enough to run they were basically like well we think we have enough but uh we won't really know until no like we send it out with this amount and if it's not enough, then we'll have to come back, which they didn't even tell us the first time we were out there. Um, but so I was like, no, how about we just make sure we have enough since we're here and he's already upset. So learn from our mistake. Advocate for your child. That way you don't put him in that situation multiple times. Um, so that was that. And um, I, I know we talked about previously um, kind of our bedtime routine, things like that. Uh, we have in the last week, we were waiting until we spent more time in the day so we can establish a very clear schedule. Um, we have fully transitioned Bryce to all naps, all, all night sleep. Everything is in his um, room, in his nursery, in his crib. Uh, prior to that, he was sleeping like contactless, but sleeping in our room, uh, in, in his, uh, it's like a pack and play in, in our room. Um, but he is fully in his crib. Do you now feel like a brand new man? Um, it is both good and bad. If you if we were to record it yesterday, and it was my fault we didn't, um, I would have said this has been going pretty well overall. Today, tonight, he was pretty rough on his mom. So it's uh, he he kind of has figured out that he can make up noise and just he'll sit up in his crib and just like cry. And then she'll come in or I'll come in. Um, and what we're trying to focus on right now, this is a tough part, but we're trying to focus on not picking him up, basically cradling him to sleep. He needs to he needs to know how to fall asleep on his own. Um, that'll It'll be better in the long run. But we're in a little bit of a, a – it's, it's tough when he doesn't want uh, to, to go to sleep or he isn't completely sleepy. So um, – it's great because we, we watched TV in our room for the first time. I know you know nothing about what that's like, Jerry. <laughs> I don't. Uh, for Jerry has no, no TV in his room. They say if you want a healthy guy. marriage, get a twin-size bed and have no TV. I have a king-size bed well, but no TV, so I'm doing one of the two. <laughs> so we, we got a, a queen-size bed, and I, got, I, I, I bought a new TV a couple years ago, and I put my main living room TV, which was pretty decent, in my bedroom. So I basically got IMAX in my bedroom for the size of the room. Uh, but – I, I put it like this. I feel like I'm talking a ton to start this episode, <laughs> but we uh, that TV like it's been so long since we turned it on, it wasn't even plugged in, and I can't tell you the last time it was plugged in. <laughs> you probably mad to, like, like what's wrong with this TV, dude? I grabbed the remote. <laughs> I'm hitting the power button. I'm like, oh, this thing ain't even. We got our we got our like our house painted like three four months ago, 
and I unplugged it, and it hasn't been plugged in since. So that tells you how much TV we've been watching as a household. But that was uh, that's a that's a long winded version. But that was our week, Jerry. What you guys been up to? Ah, uh, we've been up to a, a decent amount too. Um, Peyton said, "Dada." We talked about that in the last episode. She's also kind of said, "Bubba" since still then. Mad. I'm well, still mad. Well, here's about what's that. crazy. So Macy was kind of upset, kind of like you were, because she hadn't said "mama." And yesterday we went on the boat with my mom and my sister, and. We were hanging out, and my, my mom goes, oh, did you hear Peyton just said mama? And I'm like, no, she didn't. You know, it was one of those grandma moments. I just looked at her, and I was like, she did not say mama. <laughs> Macy didn't hear Nobody heard it, but my mom's like, no, she said it. And we're like, okay. So we got home that night, and um, and I'll get into this in a minute, but Peyton was kind of a whole thing yesterday. She was very dramatic yesterday. So she's, so we get home. We're trying to get some stuff done. We put her in an activity center, and she's kind of crying, fussing, but not like completely crying, just kind of making noise. And then she kind of goes, Mama. And I kind of looked over. Macy looks at me. She goes, did you hear that? I said, yeah, I heard (laughs) it. So she said Mama, too. So that was kind of cool. That's the only time she said it that we both heard. Um, She didn't. That was just yesterday. But she didn't say it today. Grandma said she was trying to get her to say it all day, and she didn't. But it was kind of funny. So she said Mama now and Dada and kind of Bubba. It's kind of like it's more like Bubba, Bubba, Bubba. But it's I don't know. I don't know if I count that or not. But I'm so annoyed by this because <laughs> Bryce can say 24 letters in in the, uh, in the <laughs> dictionary or English language, but it, it, none of them are D. Actually, this morning he woke up. He looked at me. I'm making that joke, but this morning, like first thing he did when he woke up, is, and I, I Kelsey brought him into bed. Uh, with me for like the last 30 minutes of his night he looks up at me and he's, he says duh <laughs> and doesn't do anything else and i spent 10 my, the first 10 minutes of my morning trying to get him to do something else so i could have been dreaming that as well i've, I've not never heard it is funny because you think you hear it sometimes you're like did i hear that wrong but um it, it is it yeah, is i was half cool. asleep too so yeah, I, I probably peyton like gets a letter and she gets obsessed with it for a while so if it's the d's like today she was saying data a ton more than she ever has like that's all she'd say all day Apparently that's what that's what uh, my in laws said, and that's kind of what when I got home even she was just dad 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 dad. So that was great, but she'll then she'll get on the bees and it'll be baba, and then sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be something I can't even understand. But she like kind of repeats herself. But anyways, Maybe I need to have Bryce watch Bluey. Maybe that's what there it is. it is. It's Bluey, which by the way, season three is coming out. I sent you that. It's great. I'm excited for it. A lot of people, even shows one of our it. former guests, Nick Schumer posted something about that because he's such a fan so great job nick out there being a bluey fan like we are in our family we're a miss rachel fan in this household lame loser show and tab time <laughs> so anyways this week peyton um she's been not quite crawling yet but she's doing this thing and i don't know if bryce ever did this she like is bear crawling kind of she like gets on her hands and then gets on her feet and kind of like stands in like the tall plank type position and yep. yeah, I don't know what that's about, but what, what's kind of cool is so it's come from that is she's starting to like, um, brace herself and stand up on things kind of like where she'll lean on like the couch or she'll lean on your legs and kind of push herself up to where she's kind of standing with support, but she still hasn't quite figured out the crawling thing. Although she can get anywhere she wants. She can spin inchworm roll. I mean, she's getting anywhere she wants, but the, the crawling act itself has not come to fruition yet, but she's got to be dang close because she can do everything else. So I'm waiting any day uh, now. You know how people told, told me, be careful what you wish for. 
Yeah. And I was like, nope, I want him moving everywhere. <laughs> that kid gets into everything. Oh, it yeah. Is nuts. So, yeah. It's fun. I, I, it's but, just... At this point in time, I don't even know. It's just, it's more like I feel bad for her because I feel like she's frustrated sometimes. But I, I'm sure once it happens, I'll be like, okay, you can stop that now. You did, did it once, but we'll see. So she's there. She's also in the middle of a leap because why not, Brandon? Um, she's she's in the middle of a leap and she's been kind of cranky lately. She's been really happy and good, but then she'll just get in these moods where she's just cranky. And yesterday was uh, one of the crankiest day she's had in a long long time at least in the morning it was really bad in the morning for about three hours or so we ended up going to my mom's house to go on the boat and she was pretty good on the boat she didn't love the life jacket but it was her first time on the boat which was also kind of fun we went swimming um she got to hang out um she got to hang out with her cousin her aunt her grandparents that was a lot of fun but then she was cranky again at night and then last night she woke up quite a few times I think three or four times and and so mom and dad are tired today I, I was more tired today than I've been in a long time I don't know if it's the leap I don't know if she's finally getting some teeth to pop through I don't know if it was something she ate I don't know what it was Brandon but it's she she's been a little bit cranky I mean she's almost eight months she's a week away from eight months and she still has no teeth so they got to be coming soon I'm guessing they're coming soon it, they, I would imagine that they are, and it's just this is what's cool about the podcast. I mean, like we each have kids like kind of developing at different times. Like she's saying words Bryce can't say. She started like rolling over well before Bryce did it at that stage, but Bryce randomly had like he's working on teeth seven and eight right, right. now. Like he, it's just, and that just goes to show you like every kid is different. Things are gonna happen differently. You just got to be prepared for everything. Oh, but, it is. They, they do. I mean, no sleep. her her little cousin's three months younger than her, and he's bigger. We were hanging out, and he's so much bigger than her. It's hilarious. Um, he, he's starting to really get in that stage where he's developing kind of a look, and he's he's super cute right now. Um, so it's been a busy week. We also, uh, mom and dad, so Macy and I, we got to go out to a country concert on Friday night, and she got Yeehaw! it was great. Some Thomas Rhett, any Thomas Rhett friends out there? Uh, a lot of fun. And got to spend some time together with some friends. And grandma and aunt got to watch her. So that was fun. And, um, you know, good for us. But also that her Aunt Molly and her grandma and grandpa got to spend some extra time with her kind of near bedtime. So that was fun for them, too. So it was it was a busy week and uh, a lot going on in, in kind of the household. We got a lot of milestones coming up soon. Um, but I'm hoping tonight's a better night of sleep, Brandon. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm hoping tonight's a good night. I'm I'm hoping that for you as well. It it uh, there's nothing quite like not having a good night's sleep with a kid. You just yeah, you're a little sluggish the next day, but you you learn to get used to it. Even though I feel like I still have not caught up on sleep. Like I'll have a good night's sleep, and it really does nothing for me. Yeah, you you just never catch up. But the the good thing for her is that now she when she wakes up, it's pretty easy to get her go back down. It's just it's so frequent and by you know you get up you we walk upstairs you spend a few minutes with her even if she goes down without feeding her and just then you got to walk back downstairs and fall back asleep so you're just 20 minutes or so but it messed up your sleep cycle and it's just it's just that act so the good thing is like I said fortunately she has been pretty good at going back down once she wakes up um but we we probably need to do a better job of not feeding her throughout the night but maybe once because i think sometimes we're just like oh we'll just feed her because it'll it'll gonna go back to bed and that's probably a bad habit we're having 
Yeah, we've been weaning Bryce. I should have brought this up probably, but we've been weaning him off of his nighttime bottle. So at one point, I mean, he was it was just a normal bottle like every every other feeding. Uh, we're down to two and a half ounces that he gets in the middle of the night, and it, pretty soon it's going to go away. Yeah, it's probably because right now she typically will eat twice throughout the night. Sometimes it's only once. But like last night she woke up the first time. I, I put her back down. I, I We don't pick her up. I just kind of patted her butt for like 30 seconds and she went back to sleep, right? Easy. But then she woke up at like 2 o'clock and at like 4 or 5 o'clock. And I think Macy fed her both those times because I, I think it was one of those things. It's just like, well... We might as well just do it, but I think I think we need to cut back to at least once and and then go from there. Probably a good idea. They'll they'll surprise you. We when we did that with Bryce, it, we really didn't notice a difference from a like him waking up perspective. Like he he still like it still got him through the night is what I'm trying to say. No, that makes sense. By just going on one. So Brandon, uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet is is some new baby gear, and I know you got something to talk about. I got a couple pieces too that I'm actually pretty excited about. So in transitioning Bryce to his room, one thing, and I've mentioned it in the past, uh, but it, it bears repeating again, is the the mattress that we use. Um, for us, and as you'll see if you are listening back to the podcast or you remember back, uh, a lot of stuff we have done, uh, and this is something I was kind of against in the beginning because I wanted to, uh, yeah, Jerry's making a little bougie face <laughs> at me, and that's exactly where I was going. Um, it ends up being peace of mind type thing, but I, I'm not going to lie. So he's sleeping on his stomach now. Like, he rolls oh, himself over Peyton. to his stomach and, and is and is basically face first into his mattress. Like, yep. if you if we're looking at it from the Nanit perspective, it literally looks like he's face first in his, in his mattress. Um, and so if, if we walked up to him, you see his nose is slightly exposed, but – it, still, it's the peace of mind that the Newton mattress is what I'm talking about, and it's completely breathable. Um, it, that's what they market it as. Uh, and for me, I didn't. I, I've, I've kind of exposed myself as I've been. I've had anxiety throughout his entire life, and that's not something I'm used to. And it, that his face being him being face first in that mattress is something that I feel a lot more comfortable with. We we spent a pretty pretty penny on it, but uh, it, it's worth it for my peace of mind at this point. So it's that, and then the other real quick thing, uh, he's been going on a few more walks lately. Um, it's really hot here in Michigan right now, um, so it's called a T Dome stroller fan. It's just a little mini fan that wraps around the uh, the front of your stroller, and um, it's something that can keep your kid cool while you go on walks. Yeah, we have one of those. They're 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 definitely great, and and honestly, I know. Anyone I know with kids seems to have one, so they're they're great if you're in any kind of hot weather. Um, a couple pieces of baby gear that we've kind of uh, have purchased recently, Brandon, is is we're in this stage, and Peyton's really small, so she's still got a while, but we wanted to start thinking about convertible car seats. And recently, Prime Day happened, and this is probably a little late to talk about this, but Prime Day happened, and they have a lot of sales on baby stuff. And one of the things they had a sale on was the Graco Extend-A-Fit car seat. It was quite a bit on sale so we got that kind of as our secondary car seat for grandma and grandpa um between both grandparents actually that we're going to probably try to flip between those for when they're watching the kids but that was a great deal and then actually also the nuna reva 
went on sale because Nordstrom has their anniversary sale every July and they sell Nuna products and they give a discount on those products. Not always the same ones, but some of those Nuna products every single um, anniversary sale. I think they also sell Baby Vista stuff too, Brandon. And they do their anniversary sale. It's kind of a big deal. So Macy went out and we got that car seat, which is also price protected. So Nuna has to authorize anything to be discounted. So it's not very often that it happens, but we were able to get that discounted pretty heavily during kind of the same period of time. So now we have two car seats that you're not using yet, but we're going to have one for kind of us and then one for kind of the grandparents. But those are some dates to keep in mind. Prime Day, great time to buy some baby gear stuff. And then if you want to buy any of the stuff that Nordstrom sells, their anniversary sales always in July. They kind of have an early release for people that are like card members and stuff, which we're not. And then they have it open to the public, which is like a few days later. So that's, that's so a couple the, pieces. The of grandparents gear. are going to get the, uh, the Nuna and you guys are going to get the, no. the Graco. No, <laughs> oh, that's not, that's not how that works. That's not all that happens. They're actually both very, very highly rated for safety, which is the most important thing. Uh, the Nuna is <laughs> definitely a little bit more bougie. So that's going to go in mom's car. Dad's going to get none of it because I never have a car. I drive I drive a car for work, and I never have my car. People always have it. So I, it's so hard for me to have a car seat in my car because people are always taking my vehicle, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's I'm going to I'm gonna leave that point alone. I think my point was made. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I get it. But there's also another baby piece of baby gear that you might actually enjoy, Brandon. I did not know about this, so shout out to my sister, Kirsten. I was at her house yesterday because we were at her house, which she's the one who lives right by the lake when we go on the boat. And uh, she was doing the kind system like we were for feedings for their new baby, Luca, which is um, the the cousin I was talking about that's bigger than uh, Peyton. That's one of my favorite baby names for the record. Like I wouldn't name my kid that, but I like it when I see it. Yeah, he's he's so chunky. He's cute. But uh, but for Luca, they're doing the kind system kind of like we were. But then. My sister's a little bit more environmentally conscious than I probably am, and she started saying I was feeling bad about all the bags we were going through. So she found something that I had never heard of, and it's on Amazon, and it's called the Boon System. So it's B-O-O-N, and they're reusable silicone pouches that fit into kind of like a bottle nipple. So basically, you're not throwing away bags. You're reusing these silicone bags, and you can wash them out and then just keep pumping into them. So it's very environmentally conscious. It's kind of cool. She ordered on Amazon. She hasn't gotten them yet, um, but she, I'm going to ask her how, how they are. And it's for someone who, you know, is is got a green thumb or really cares about the environment, not that people don't, but if that's kind of big for you, that might be something to look <laughs> they into. they have a green thumb. I mean, that's fun playing. I guess that's, that's probably the wrong saying there. You can tell I'm not the environmental guy. My brother is. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just trying to say, like, if you're environmentally conscious. Me, I'm like, if, if whatever's If you're easy, good at planting lilies in your backyard, this is the bottle for you. It, it kind of correlates. You figure the people that have gardens usually are the ones that also want to save the environment. That's probably somehow true. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm with you. We sell electric cars. We're saving the environment too. It's okay. There, there we go. <laughs> so, anyways, that's I thought hilarious. that was I thought that was cool, Brandon. I don't know if that's something that you guys would would look at for the next baby, but I'd never heard of it. It's on Amazon. It's not that expensive. Um, B O O N is like I said, but it's got fourteen thousand four hundred twenty nine reviews currently. So it's not like it's new or people haven't used it before. So those are my pieces of baby gear, Brandon. You see, he's still over there laughing at me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. 
That was. I hope. I hope everybody at home or in your car thought that was as funny as I did. Because you just rolling with it, and after a half a second, I was like, I'm just gonna let him go. <laughs> if you got a, if you got a green thumb, this is the the bottle for you. That's, you need hey. to um, like email them and say I got your new ad idea. <laughs> Inspector Banks sought me out, and he didn't let me get away with it. <laughs> he found the oh, issues with my good. joke. Uh, so Brandon, oh, what about things your wife said? Do you have one of those? Because I got one of those. Oh, I don't have anything there this week. It's been a it's been a good week though. Just, I, I had one we, with with us being able to to I keep I keep You're cutting you off, but with with us being able to throw Bryce into his room, we've been we've been able to watch shows like I said and and our and at bedtime we've been able to cuddle a little bit. It's been fun. There you go. Hopefully you're watching Bluey, getting caught up before season three. <laughs> No. But we had I had kind of a, a things your wife said moment and this reminded me kind of, of of some of the stories you've had in the past. I'm literally sitting, I think, on the couch getting some stuff together and Macy's like, Oh, I'm gonna change Peyton really quick and she's changing Peyton and I don't know why wives do this. I think all wives probably do this, but she's trying to describe to me what's going on, right? And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to hear about it. Like, I change her enough. I know what's going on, right? This is starting off great. <laughs> right. So, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. So, then, next thing I know, I turn around, and she's got a diaper in her hand, and she literally looks at me and goes, look at this poop. <laughs> That's, like, no. Oh, my No, I don't want to look at that. That is not, that is not, I, I just changed her a couple of hours ago. I don't need to see it when I'm not doing it. And I literally told her, I was like, No put that away but that's apparently where yep. we're at where we're, we're not only changing oh, that happens and talking about it but we're taking the diaper physically and trying to show me what is going on meanwhile peyton's probably crying on the floor naked <laughs> because <laughs> because mom well, wants that, to show that's me that's right poop. up there with the that's right up there with the oh my god this is horrible come smell this yes exactly come like, come no, see and smell no, the horror I'm take your word for it <laughs> so yeah. yeah that was I'm, that I'm was just that. the other day but um yeah well, Peyton's having big girl poops. We'll just leave it at that. So, but she did. This is something actually kind of uh, maybe like a baby fact, but something that you might want to keep in mind. I we had never ran into this, but she was kind of constipated for a few days, and you could tell she was in pain. And one thing they say that can help with that is actually keeping them hydrated. So she doesn't drink a ton of water, but we were giving her some more water and uh, obviously some fruit juices and things like that and moving her legs more to try to help. Those are all things you can do to help constipation. But um, it was kind of tough because you could tell she was, like, in pain. And, and it's like, what, what can you really do, you know, as a parent? But those are a few things that we looked up that you can do to help with, with some mild constipation. So along those lines, to to a degree, talking about poop, I do have to tell this short story. And Uh-oh. I know we're running over on time. but So Bryce right now, I didn't bring this up. I forgot. But he has a like we we noticed like on the underneath of his like basically his penis like the shaft portion he had like a little sore um so he he ended up he was at the doctor anyway we brought that up they gave him some some cream it might be something like could literally be like a, a yeast infection they, they don't know the kids never had diaper rash or anything like that but we see like we're start we started to see a rash around like um just that area in general so it's been something we noticed has, has been bothering him a little bit. Like every time you take his diaper off, he was never really interested in his area down there. But now he just he grabs it like every time <laughs> um, and it's, it's gotten better. Um, but I um, over the weekend, I was 
uh, changing his diaper. There was poop in a diaper, and there happened to be poop on his penis. And the first thing he does, this is a big one, first thing he does is grab his Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) He immediately takes it. There's poop on his hands. Now I'm like, I'm like scrambling. Like you got it. I got one hand on his arm. Well, he reaches down with the other arm and immediately just puts it on his face. So now the, the kid has poop on his face. Poop. Now his hands are going everywhere. I'm I'm losing it. Like it's every it's going everywhere. Kelsey comes downstairs. We just get them all off his, yeah, out of his clothes and they tub. go take a they go take a joint shower together. Actually, yeah. While you, I'm you gotta just, like messing around with. You just gotta rinse them so, off. Sometimes it's a losing battle. That's the story you guys didn't need to hear, but uh, I needed to get it off my chest. I like it. I it like dramatic. it. Well, Brandon, I think it's about time that we get into today's topic. And today's topic is kind of a fun one, kind of an interesting one, but it's how does your childhood affect your parenting? And there's a lot of research out there. There's studies out there. There's psychologists out there that all kind of talk about the fact that your childhood most definitely, and it makes sense, will affect your style of parenting. Whether you had a great childhood, a bad childhood, somewhere in between, there's going to be things that you learned that you liked or didn't like, and it's going to affect how you parent. Um, and I think we both can speak on that. We both had uh, different childhoods, but I would say mostly positive um, childhoods, and it has affected us probably as dads thus far. And I'll kind of let you lead, but you know, kind of some experiences that you've had and you've already noticed from your childhood that are kind of playing part today in your life. Yeah, and one thing uh, I was looking at an article on psychology today, um, and it it was talking about like different mindsets that people have, and. I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit and just read them off really quick because I think as we kind of talk about our individual childhoods, um, both good and bad, these may cause you guys who are listening to think. So, number one, my kids will have it better than me. And I'm not going to give a bunch of description behind it. These are kind of self-explanatory. But so that's number one, my kids will have it better than me. Two, I will never do that to my kids. Three, if it was good enough for me, it's good enough for them. I'll probably fall into that a little bit. Four, help. My parent is coming out of my mouth. Uh, more or less thinking like, hey, I sound just like my dad when I say oh, certain yeah. things. Um, five, my kids will pursue the dreams I never got to fulfill. And then six, bad things happen to me. I would never let them happen to my kids. And then I, so I, as I like kind of look at that as like the parameters, um, it, it – it kind of caused me to just think like, how was my childhood? What, what sticks out to me um, and, and how I grew up one for me personally, I grew up very, very strict. Um, it, it, and from a perspective, like I couldn't like, I always use this as an example, but like, Hey Arnold, I couldn't watch that as a kid, Rugrats, things like that. My parents were very intentional with what television was, was going on in the home um, from a dating perspective, what is that? I wasn't dating anybody and like, or that they knew about. <laughs> um, I was going to say or, you in, weren't in or school. they didn't think you were. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- things like sleepovers, things like that, music, um, sc- even what school I went to and um, like who I surrounded myself with. And I'm saying this, I'm, I don't want it to come across like I'm complaining. Um, there are a lot of that that I respect and I'm going to 
uh, incorporate into how we raise Bryce. Um, so let's let's use like sleepovers as an example. And this is something where parents go kind of back and forth. Um, there there is, in my opinion, a lot of weird things that happen in people's homes, and and you don't necessarily know what's going on in someone else's house that's not yours. I hated it as a kid, like not being able to a, a kid to have a sleepover. My parents would not let me go. Like they had to know the parents, know them well, have years of like kind of background with them. And even then it was like pulling teeth that for me to be able to spend a night at anyone's house in a sleepover setting or even just one-on-one sleeping over. And as a kid, I hated it. I thought that that was, it was unfair. I was the only person who had to abide by these rules, yada, yada. But from a parental standpoint, I completely agree, and I, that's something that I think I'm going to take from my childhood, and and ultimately that's a rule that Kelsey and I've already discussed. We're we're going to have for Bryce. Um, what what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think it, I have a kind of a a unique perspective, but I think it's probably similar to a lot of our listeners. I grew up in a divorced family. My parents got divorced when I was very small. By the time I was three, both of them were married. By the time I was six, so. Um, I, I grew up with two, basically two families or two sides. Um, I also have six siblings. So I, I have a big, 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 big family, five older sisters, one little brother. Um, but my dad and my mom were similar in some things, but very different in some things. My dad was, was very strict, kind of similar to, to your parents. And he was old school. He's a military guy. And it was, yes, sir, no, ma'am. You got to you know, do things the proper way. And if, and if you didn't, you knew he's the the dad that would count to three and you never let him get to three. (laughs) That was, that was my dad. It's Um, funny how effective that is. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't don't know what happens when he gets to three. I don't want to find out. Um, and my mom, she was, she was a little bit different. She, she wasn't the most lenient. She was strict on some things, but she was a lot more, she's more affectionate, more energetic, more, um, you know, kind of loving and wants to, to show her affection outwardly, whereas my dad was more reserved. And so their parenting style sometimes conflicted, but they also didn't get along. So they didn't co-parent together. They had like my dad's rules were my dad's rules when I was at my dad's house. My mom's rules were my mom's rules when I was at my mom's house, which also made it tough because when you're a kid, it's like, well, I'm allowed to do this here. Why am I not allowed to do it there? And so that in itself has kind of affected me as a parent because I, I want to make sure that my kids know that me and Macy are always on the same page and that we are a team and that, you know, we love each other and that we're there to, to, to help make their lives better. But we're, you know, we're, we're the parents. We, we set the rules because that was something as, as my, as a kid that was really tough for me because my parents were never on the same page and they didn't get along. So the first relationships I saw were, were very negative ones. And, and so that, made me insecure when I was younger. Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't good with like tight relationships with other people because I was like afraid of them, if you will. So, um, that's something that I I definitely want to make sure that my kids don't see that kind of negative type of stuff, you know, as far as like at, in the home and, and that they, they, they can kind of understand what the rules are and what they should follow. Because if you're not on the same page, it can cause problems because moms and dads can disagree. I mean, that is, that is, that is normal. You know, so it's making sure, like you said, having the conversations ahead of time or in private, or if you do disagree, don't do it in front of them. You do it kind of behind the scenes. And I think that's something I, I will try to do because I'm sure we're going to disagree on things, but I don't want to do it in front of them and, and confuse them or even 
you know, make them think, oh, mom's mean here or dad's mean here. Yeah, and it's that that's something that I think we we both strive to to do. One thing that's important, and if you're listening to this podcast, it may be too late, <laughs> but um, those are conversations that Kelsey and I had before we got married, um, before we discussed having kids, because that's the type of thing that is just super important for, from a um, a parenting standpoint. You got to make sure that your ideology matches with your partner's because a lot of that stuff can get nipped in the bud before that. If, if we don't agree on certain things, we're not having kids together. Um, and it's it's almost as simple as that. Uh, another thing that kind of stuck with me that I know would differ significantly from how I grew up, um, I got this labeled in my notes as whoopings for, for people who are <laughs> at home listening. Um, and it's, it's, it's discipline, but specifically, um, I'm not talking spankings. I'm not talking about a pat on the butt. I'm talking about, hey, go go in there and grab my belt. So you you walk into your dad's closet, you you pulling his belt off of the, the rack. You testing the belts out to try to get the the one that ain't that thick, but they all kind of a little bit too thick, <laughs> and you know you got it coming. Um, and that's something that I actually. There is a part of me that thinks that it could be effective discipline. So I'm not completely turned off to it from a, um, like, I'm not necessarily going to shun the next person who's doing it or or think that they're doing something wrong. For me, that isn't the way that I want to discipline my my children. You, You just talked about your dad and how you never got to three. For whatever reason, that probably was, was effective to you without, for you, um, and that that doesn't that particular case doesn't involve any any kind of physical uh, activity. But the other thing for me, just being a black dude, to tell you the truth, I think there's some connotations from a from a Sorry, going all the way that. back to the the slavery times um, that I don't like, and I don't like hitting my kid in that way. And some people might think I'm reading too much into it, um, but that is not something that I I am or or Kelsey are going to participate in. He might get a pat on the butt, like a little one-off here and there. Um, I can't imagine hitting that kid at this point anyway. <laughs> but um, from a discipline standpoint, we are we are definitely going to, to approach that a different way than, than I had growing up. And I wasn't around here getting beat, but it uh, I definitely remember the whoopings that I got. Uh, and it, it, it isn't something that I necessarily want Bryce to, to have as well. Yeah, I think discipline is a, is a big topic. You, you know, growing up – I. I wasn't. I will. I will fully admit this. I wasn't the greatest little kid. I wasn't getting into crazy trouble or with the law or anything like that outside of the home. I was very respectful outside of the home, but in the home, I talked back a lot. I had anger issues, and and um, I was constantly getting grounded or you know put in my room or stuff taken away. And, and I think that you know I understood my parents were you know trying to discipline me, but the problem was they. I think they didn't always understand why I was upset like they just were like well life's not fair or this is because I said so and I think sometimes you need to make sure if your kid's in trouble that they genuinely understand why they're in trouble now sometimes it's just you need to listen to mom and dad and I get that Um, but I think that just the way they went around it sometimes 
Like, I swear my mom grounded me for, like, two years one time. Like, <laughs> but it didn't mean anything because it was always just like, because to me, I was like, okay, you know, you're going to be, because, you, you know, they, it's it, it's not plausible. And I was smart enough to realize that, like, you're not going to really ground me for two years, right? So at yeah. some point, I had already reached my max. I'm going to get my money's worth when I'm uh, arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> right? That was the kid I was. Like, I was that kid, you know. My siblings are all probably like, this guy just needs to stop, but... So that is a big one, I think, for sure, is 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 discipline, like you kind of mentioned. Um, one thing that I, I will take from my parents that I, I think they both did a good job of is, and I notice it in other people our age, Brandon, but my parents did a great job teaching me finances. Um, and they, they gave us allowances when we were younger, but, like, made us responsible for spending that money. Like, they were like, okay, you're responsible for buying these things for yourself or for these gifts so it wasn't like just to give us money it was to give us money because you're going to need this money to buy these things that you're going to need or want and that was important and then even as I got older I remember being 16 my mom got a credit card where she was on it and I was on it but I was only allowed to use it for gas or if I was going out to grab something for like the house like hey go get some milk for the home and then I paid it off every month and she told me the importance of that building my credit um, my dad, it, we, we always joked that I was like 10 years old and my dad would be like, want to go out for ice cream? And be like, yeah. And he'd be like, do you have any money? <laughs> and <it> was, <laughs> he, this is literally what my dad would say. And like, but he, he always taught us like it was important to, to have money and to save money. And now I'm people joke that they nickname me squeak because they said that's what my wallet sounds like. But I, I'm good <laughs> with money and I and I know how to save and I know how to spend. And even through college. Um, they always taught me, you know, to, to work hard for what I had and how to spend that stuff. Um, I remember being 14, Brandon, and I wanted an MP3 player, not an iPod. It was a Dell DJ. That was the, the hottest one because oh, I, I researched it. Yeah, it was that the best the one. one. The Microsoft Zoom was the was No, the no, no, one. that was flashy. Dell DJ had the best guts. <laughs> I researched it, trust me. So <laughs> I wanted it. I was 14 years old. I go, Mom, I want this so bad. And she goes, great, get a job. And I kind of like was like, well, she's like, get a job. And I don't think she would thought I would, but I did. I went, got one of those job permits because I wasn't old enough. And then I started working, saved up and bought that Dell DJ. And I freaking love that thing. I was on LimeWire downloading three songs over 10 oh, hours. Oh, man, you bring it back memories. <laughs> yeah, I had it all. So that was, that was, but I got a job then. And that's kind of what taught me. You know, again, how to say how taxes work, what what to do with my money, yeah. um, because it wasn't given to you. Correct, and and that's been very very important. So I think certain things with finances, I'll definitely try to teach Peyton. Because honestly, I'll probably will, you know, God forbid something happens, but we're in a position where we should probably be more financially stable and better off than my parents were with me with Peyton. But I don't want her to just think, oh, I can have whatever I want, or you know, things would be given to me. I want her to know that she needs to work for things and if she wants stuff she's gonna have to to work hard for it because the kids that feel like they're given everything a lot of times are the ones that that aren't great with money and then other kids that never learn that kind of stuff same thing they, they're the ones who, who haven't saved up a lot so I don't, I don't want that you know does that make sense it makes complete sense it, it's it's the balance of, of it all really and I mean I, I had the same life lessons it if I always felt like growing up my my parents are, are average. I'd say up upper middle class family. Uh, they they do pretty well, uh, but we we never had like the latest and greatest game system. 
Um, I, I don't know why this always sticks with me, but when like PlayStations were out, I had a I had a hand me down Sega Genesis, and what that what that taught me because they didn't just go out and buy it. Um, the as soon as I could, I got a paper route. It's the same story as you, and I saved my I saved my money up. I actually made pretty good money on that paper route. It was like two hundred fifty bucks a month for like a ten. That ain't bad. It was great. No, it was it was great. It was two hundred fifty bucks a month. I remember that check every month, but. Um, <laughs> Saved up and and bought my my brother and myself an Xbox and it, it's just the it's those values that you you get from things not being handed to you and sometimes as parents I, I can already almost see it it may be easy because um, and you want to see your kid happy um, but you, you have to find the balance between it um, and and that's something that I think we both are are striving to do one other thing that. I got a few other things technically, but one other thing that was very integral for me was church. And it's not only is it the the values that you are instilled in you, but for me in a very practical sense, uh, like people get like get nervous, I'd say either performing in front of people or standing up and presenting things in front of people. That really isn't, that doesn't really affect me in the same way. And a huge part of that is because my entire life, like multiple times a year, I'm standing up in front of a congregation at times as large as 2000 people and like basically doing the same thing I'm presenting. Um, and though those, like you don't think about it in real time, but putting, putting your child in position to do things like that is, is extremely beneficial. Um, going forward so whether it be that summer camps things like that that weren't were kind of off the beaten path that my mom had us in we, we were in a ton of like school based summer camps where we had to like like science camps and I went to like a speech camp and a mock trial lo- lawyer <laughs> camp stuff like that where I got to get my sports fix off at times but also she she always kept our brains engaged I think it helped me out a ton yeah I I, I... It's funny you said mentioned church. I church is kind of I have in my notes, but it's it's more like values in general. My parents did a good job of installing character and, and good values, I think, into all of us kids, which was very important, you know, treating people the right way, hard work, um, being respectful, uh, all those things like were ingrained into us, you know, what's right, what's wrong. And um I, I think, you know, like I said, I have six siblings, and, and I am biased, but I think all of us turned out pretty good, and we all are good people, which I think has a lot to do with our parents, you know, like by example, but also what they were teaching us day in and day out um, to just treat people the right way. Like I said, growing up, I, I mean, we kind of started out being probably, I don't want to say like poor, but lower middle class, and then as I got older, my parents started getting more money and working better jobs and stuff, and we started kind of like becoming more fluent with with money and stuff like that but it wasn't even about that it was kind of the values were always the same and um but I was I was moved uh, moved a few times and I lived in different areas because my parents were divorced too and and I remember I was always friends with people from different backgrounds different ethnicities things like that and I never thought twice about any of it because my parents always were like people are just people um 
and you know you treat everyone the same and obviously if people are jerks they're jerks but it didn't none of it mattered it didn't matter where they came from it didn't matter what their size their house was it didn't matter what they looked like um it didn't matter if they were female or male i mean it's it's just it was just to treat people the right way so that was that was a big thing was just the, the core values they installed and i want to make sure that we instill good values into into Peyton and into our future kids as well yeah my last thing was and this is more or less just selfishly for me but sports and I grew up playing basketball and soccer. I played youth football growing up. And the reason I kind of brought that up is because there is a – and this is something that we, we are probably doing differently. Um, but the whole conversation around football and how early do you potentially start your kid playing, this is probably a completely – a whole podcast episode in and of itself at some point, Jerry. But um, it, it, it jumped out at me because, like, I remember – playing football in the fourth grade, tackle football, I remember getting popped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going up the middle. I, I remember my head ringing. At like, And it's that's something that um, there are a lot of sports that we, we're comfortable with, but I, we actually have had the conversation of if Bryce is interested in football, that he needs to wait until high school to, to start. Um, I, I don't know. You and I have never actually talked about that. Um, I know you played football at a, at a pretty high level. And yeah, had some, I played some uh, pretty good teammates too. Yeah, I played um, for a good good high school team, but I played since I was little. Um, and honestly, I was one of the smallest guys on the team um, for a lot of the years. I know that shocks you, Brandon, but um, I, believe I, it or I not, I I was not the biggest, the bigger guy, one of the bigger guys. On well, the I team. was I was one of the smallest almost every single time, and and I um, but I I had a high motor, so I definitely took some some hits. And back then they weren't teaching you know how to hit different you know you were leading with your head and you were oh yeah you were um, jacked up was still on monday night countdown yeah so i i get where you're coming from i I go back and forth on it i think it's something that you know as as science develops and there's advancements in football and and kind of what my kid is thinking uh, will play a part into it like if my kid really wants to play football um you know, depending on his age and, and kind of where I think he is, it sounds bad, but I think if he's not very skilled and coordinated, I might shy him away from that more where if I feel like he's he's a little bit more aware of his physical being, um, you, it, it, you protect yourself better because quite honestly, being super small or not being super coordinated can get you hurt. It, it just can, especially in a sport like football. Even even hockey, you know, can be yeah. pretty pretty gruesome. Um, but sports sports is is fun and in getting your kids involved in sports or activities whether it's dance gymnastics things like that are all are all definitely important um i grew grew up playing tons of sports and i think that's important to to have a variety too not be forced to play one sport my parents did a good job of that because then you're like okay i like this i don't like that you don't want to push them one way um or another just because you enjoy something or want them to enjoy something so that's big and it teaches discipline at a whole different level Correct, no. and I'm and I'm the parent that's like I'm okay with the the coach being tough. I'm okay with if you're not the best player, not playing. You know, you need kids need to learn those lessons. I think yeah. that sometimes nowadays everyone's like, well, my kid should play, and we shouldn't keep scoring. No. Everything's no. You need to learn the tough lessons of playing on a, on a team and and what comes. Sports with that. is a perfect microcosm for life. It it really like, is. It, if you if you're not good at your job, <laughs> you yes. might not be getting put. You might not. You're be not winning. Put in the starting lineup. Yeah. Exactly. No, and kind of talking about sports, Brandon, my last point is is growing up, you know, not to get too into the weeds or anything, but because my parents w- were divorced and because 
of some of the choices that they made and, and kind of their relationship. My dad wasn't around a lot for, for sporting events and for other events. And, um, that really affected me when I was younger because I, I, I always wanted kind of his approval it was very, very important for me. And, um, him not being around, you know, messed with me a lot. So it's something that I, I am going to do everything in my power to make sure that I can go to as many, if not all, sporting events, school events, anything I can do. Um, that's why I want to be in a position that I can be from a work standpoint to be able to have a job where, that allows me to do so. And if it doesn't, uh, that I we are okay financially where I can move to a different job that will let me because I know how important that is. Because kids, when they're young, they don't know they don't know how much money you have. They don't know what's nice and not nice, but they do know if you're there or not there. And that's what's the most important. You need to, you need to be there. And, and, you know, I get if you're at work and you're like, okay, I'm making money to help, you know, put food on the table and don't get me wrong. That's, that's everything. But if you can all help it being there for your kids events, they will remember that. Cause I remember my grandpa, um, you know, being at, at sporting events, but, but not my dad almost ever. So, um, that, that, that was a big deal to me. Yeah, that's something that I I have to credit my dad because somehow he he was working sixty hours a week. This is the thing that actually it kind of gets to me because I, I look at times at what the schedule that we keep in our in our current position, and I'm thinking down the line that like how 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 we can maneuver to to do things like that. Like I, I remember my dad with his walkie-talkie from work at at our youth soccer games. And you don't you don't think about the fact you you brought this up that as a kid that he he doesn't necessarily have to be there or he might not be there. Um, I just I don't really it's almost the exact opposite. I don't remember him not being there, and that was that's a conversation I had with Kelsey before we had kids about the timing because it's like that's that is what I want to be, and but I I worry at times that I work is going to get in the way and. As much as you you hope it doesn't, you you got to put yourself in a position, like you said, to where it 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 can't if you can avoid it. For sure, but like we talked about, Brandon, I think you know what's important for everyone is 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 understanding that you know your child is going to affect how you parent, but being able to recognize what, what were the good things, what are the bad things, and what habits you're having that are healthy, and which ones maybe aren't. You know, because sometimes you might be doing some things that you experienced as from your childhood, and then you're like. I didn't enjoy these when I was a kid. Maybe I shouldn't be doing the same, but it's normal to you. So just being able to look in the mirror and kind of seeing what you're doing is key. And it it will adapt. I'm sure what we think right now might be different as our kids get older and um, as we change as parents, as our kids change, and as times change. So, you know, being adaptable, but being able to look in the mirror is is definitely crucial, knowing who you are and what skills you have and why you're acting the way you're acting. So, Yep, it means everything. It does. Why don't I hit you with a dad joke, though, Brandon? I'm trying yeah, to remember. Let's, let's it. break up. We we're a little somber right we now. We are. Though, a I, I really, I'm gonna listen back to this. I I I thought this was a really good episode, Jerry. So, Brandon, what do you call an alligator in a vest? An alligator in a oh, why do I feel like I heard this? An alligator in a vest. I don't know. What do you call? Him? I'm waiting. An investigator. Back. Just like you, Brandon. That's full circle. <laughs> An investigator. How you like what, that? What people at home don't know is you've been calling me in like inspector slash investigator uh, all, all day. day. 
Exactly. <laughs> so I know you didn't have this joke ready. This I didn't. That's some props right there for that's, coming full circle with the joke. That's pretty tying good. Tying it in. That's pretty good. That's a that w. was Chappelle level. That was a W. I liked it. Uh, so, Brandon, yeah, one thing that um, we'll talk about more in a couple episodes, but we're trying to, every episode we mention some pieces of dad gear and things that we like or things we've heard about. We're trying to gather all those pieces together uh, and create like an Amazon page where you can just go there, the dad jokes like Amazon page, and you can see everything. And that way you can look at what you want, what you don't want. It's kind of like a registry, but just for, for this podcast. So we're going to release that soon, but something to look forward to, if you will. Also, speaking of that page and other pages, if you haven't liked us on any of our social media pages, please do. It's the Dad Jokes Podcast. Please tell our friends, your friends about us. Um, let us know what you think. We love hearing from each and every single one of you. It's 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 definitely a highlight for us when we hear from from people that listen. So, um, but for Investigator Banks, I am Jerry, <laughs> and you've been listening to Dad Jokes. <laughs>